Hey guys, it is Michaela Philo, your host of McKay's Mindspace. So don't mind my raspy voice. My voice is always raspy, but today it's more raspy than normal. I had a long weekend with my girlfriends in Atlanta, and we sang a lot talked a lot and we're screaming a lot so my voice is not 100% recovered yet but that's not stopping me from talking to you guys so I have my hot matcha next to me I drank some tea last night I'm also drinking some water I'm, I'm trying my best so bear with me today I'm going to be talking about a topic that I really don't think gets enough recognition I'm going to be talking about social anxiety today. Everyone talks about anxiety. A lot of people have anxiety. But what I don't think people realize is that there's a big difference between regular anxiety, day-to-day anxiety, and social anxiety. Social anxiety is kind of like a whole other world. So the definition of social anxiety is an intense, persistent fear of being watched and judged by others. So yeah, I think we've all dealt with this one. And I really wanted to touch on this topic because I think a lot of people deal with social anxiety more than we think. And lately, I've been in a lot of situations that have sparked my social anxiety more than normal. So I used to have social anxiety like really bad up until about like two years ago. I kind of had it all the time and... I really didn't even know I had it when I was a kid, but I, I definitely did. I remember like being in college and getting kind of like mini panic attacks before going out and like knowing I'm going to have to talk to new people. And then I remember being in the situation of talking to new people and have having literally no idea what to say and like kind of almost like panting inside was the feeling I would get. Because I was like, I have no idea what to say to these people right now. What are they thinking of me? It definitely can come from insecurities. So social anxiety is like a social phobia, honestly, is the medical condition of it. You kind of had this like fear that you're being judged and watched by others, which was kind of my thing. You know, in like college and in high school, people are almost kind of like competing against one another who's prettier, who's cooler. So you kind of get social anxiety when you're out thinking like, do people not like my outfit right now? Do people not like what I'm saying? Is my joke funny? Am I annoying as fuck? Like things like that. So I think that was my biggest thing. I just think a lot more people deal with this than we think. I feel like no one even knew that I had social anxiety. I feel like people just thought I was like really confident, but I feel like my high strung energy sometimes is reflecting my social anxiety that I'm having in that current moment. And that could be a reaction of social anxiety. So social anxiety started to get a little better for me when I moved to Cleveland because I became a server at this restaurant that was super busy all the time. I was surrounded around 30 other girls that were also very like confident and full of energy. I was serving important people all the time. 
I was pushed out of my comfort zone to talk to people and to communicate with people all the time. And it was really good for me. I learned the best social skills ever, and I've carried it on with me for the rest of my life now. But for the first time in a while, I started to feel social anxiety. And that's been lately because I've been in so many new situations and places that I've had to really go out of my way to introduce myself to people, which I'm normally really good at, but sometimes it can just be, it's just awkward. Like I hate answering the question, like, tell me about yourself. What do you do? What's your family? Like, it's like, I don't want to talk about myself. I'm like a pretty private person, even though I like post on social media literally every day. There's a lot that like not everyone knows about me. I don't like telling people about it and I get anxiety from that. But then it's like I'm being rude if I just cut myself off from people. This is a perfect example. I had to go to this event during the Super Bowl and it was called like Super Bowl. It was for all of the females of the athletes. So like the mom, the wives, the girlfriends. And I only knew really my boyfriend's mom there. And I liked the event because it made me go out of my comfort zone. I kind of like remember being in situations where I was like, I literally have no one to talk to right now. So I would be sitting in a circle with a bunch of women that I don't know at all. And the only thing we have in common is that whoever we're here for is an athlete. You have to like break that ice and just talk to people. And I remember thinking, like, after it, I was, like, like, I remember in the moment hating it. I, like, really hated it. I was, like, I, like, don't want to talk to any of these people right now. I really just, like, want to be around people I know. But then afterwards, I was, like, no, that was actually really good for me. Like, I haven't had to be in a situation like that in a pretty long time. Like, I, I thought that I was done with that fear in that era of being scared to talk to people, but I, but I wasn't. After it though, I was like, okay, now if I could do that, I could go, I could go do anything else. I'm definitely rambling, but it has to do with what I kind of said in my last episode. Like if it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable, what's the point? Something I am good at is keeping myself accountable for that. I know if something makes me feel uncomfortable and I'm nervous to do it, I should really push myself to do that and get myself out of that comfort zone, because that's just helping me grow. So ways that I would deal with my social anxiety were different based off the situation, but probably the most common thing I did if I was out or working was this technique. I would go into the bathroom by myself, and I would go in the stall, and I would lean up against the wall, and I'd close my eyes, and I would take deep breaths. And I would keep taking deep breaths until I felt myself come back to reality. And that sounds very small to just breathe, but the power of breathing is so important when you really realize how to do it correctly. I would get social anxiety a lot when I came back to work after my car accident. Because as a server, you know, you have to make conversation. Pretty much 90% of my tables only ever ask me about my accident. And in my head, I'm like, Do you think that I am working this much to think about my accident? Like that was my distraction, yet I'm here and all you guys are asking me about is my accident. Not in like an ungrateful way. It was like people that literally don't don't know me at all or 
would be like out drinking and be like, oh my God, you're that girl that like that happened to. It's a very repetitive question after a few weeks. So of course, I sit there and I would talk about it and be respectful. But then I walk away and I have, you know, 10, 15 minutes of downtime and that's on my mind now. I would tell my therapist this. I'm like, how do I not be rude to these people and deal with this? Like, I don't want to talk about this at work. And she would ask me, she's like, well, what do you do when that happens? I'm like, well, I kind of like get a little frustrated and then I get anxiety. I'm kind of like, I lose my like momentum. I'm like off. I don't really remember like why I was running to the kitchen, why I was running to the service station, like, cause my mind's distracted. I would tell her, I was like, I knew I had to take a second. So I would go into the bathroom and I would just close my eyes. She was like, okay. She's like, in that moment, you need to be taking deep breaths and I've talked about this in one of my YouTube videos. It's called the five senses technique. And this helps you reground yourself. And I love this breathing strategy and this technique. It's it's really great and you can do it anywhere. No one even knows you're doing it. So you sit there, you close your eyes, you start taking deep breaths. And I mean like really take deep breaths. And you you go through your five senses and you first go okay, what do I smell right now? Then I do, what can I hear right now? What can I feel right now? Open your eyes. What do I see right now? What can I taste in my mouth right now? You know, you you just go through all five of them and it makes you feel like really good. And then you open your eyes and you're like, oh, cool. Okay, I'm fine. Shake it off a little. And then you go out and you're regrounded. I do this a lot whenever I'm in public Or whenever I'm on a walk, I do it instead of listening to music. I kind of just look around and I try to do it to feel regrounded. And it's one of my favorite breathing techniques. One of my friends from work told me about another really good breathing strategy that I use too. And it's called the box breathing technique. So you'll be counting to four, breathing in, and then again breathing out. So it kind of goes something like this. Breathe in. One, two, three, four. Hold it and then breathe out. One, two, three, four. And then pause. Breathe in. One, two, three, four. Hold it. Breathe out. One, two, three, four. I really like that too because that makes you like stop, think about your breathing. And after you just kind of keep doing it until you like come back to your senses. <laughs> I really like breathing techniques. I think that it's like the easiest thing you could do. It calms you down. It makes you feel back to earth. And you could do it in any social setting. So say that you're like out and about and you don't really have that opportunity to just like go into the bathroom by yourself. Another really good technique that I would use is saying that I have to go call someone by myself like my mom or my dad or my brother or sister. For example, I'm out with a bunch of my friends and I feel like I'm having a panic attack or I'm having social anxiety right now and I can't say I'm going to go call Jimmy because your best friends are going to follow you to go call Jimmy. If I say, hey, I need to call my dad really quick, he just texted me to give him a call, I'll be right back. You have the opportunity to go out by yourself and just chill and put on some lo-fi beats And get yourself together for a few minutes. And don't think of it as lying. You're helping yourself out. You're doing something for yourself. I do that sometimes when I feel anxious. 
and then I'm good to go and I have a great night. So another way to deal with your social anxiety when you're out with a bunch of people in that same example, if you have the opportunity, look at the person right next to you. If it's your best friend, just be honest and just say, hey, I need like the next few minutes to just like chill out. Let them know what's going on because you don't want to spark up that conversation with a bunch of people. But if you could just let the person you're with know, take advantage of that opportunity if you trust them. And if you're the best friend, in my opinion, the response I would like would be, okay, just let me know if there's anything you need me to do. You want some water? I would not recommend being like, oh my God, why are you having anxiety right now? What's wrong? What could I do? And I know that's like your natural reaction. And like everyone's guilty of doing that because you care. But if you can remember this, try to be like, all right, cool. Because that's what that person needs. And they're telling you as like a comfort zone. This past weekend, I was kind of in this situation. The first night, my friend was doing my eyelashes, and I looked at her, and I was like, holy shit, dude, I need like a minute. I don't know what it was. I think I was having a panic attack of some sort. I was just dehydrated. There was a lot of girls. I don't know. But she looked at me, and she was like, okay, yeah, let's just go sit over here for a second grabbed some Pedialyte, water, pistachios. I took a minute and like five minutes later, I was a whole other human. And I looked at her and I was like, I'm so sorry about that. And she was like, it's fine. No problem. And it was exactly what I needed. So if you have that opportunity, take advantage of it. So you might be asking yourself, how do I know if I have social anxiety? Well, Some things that I have personally realized. For me, I have a lot of panic attacks, I feel like, or it's kind of like I'm panting inside or shaking inside. It's more of an inside feeling for me. But social anxiety symptoms can be on the outside as well too. The ones that I have noticed the most are when people become alcohol dependent or they can become couple dependent or even friend dependent. Like there's no way you can go to that event unless you have a friend with you, your boyfriend or girlfriend with you, or you're going to be drinking heavily. So that's pretty common for a lot of people. In the past, definitely I felt like there's no way I'm going to that unless I'm drinking. I didn't realize that until I got out of college. In college, that's like fine kind of. It's not fine, but like that's just, I mean, you're drinking, you're in college. But I know in college that I wouldn't have done anything that I did unless I was drinking. And I noticed it was a problem when I went to Cleveland and I still felt like that. Like I'd go out with new friends and I'm like, there's no way I can spark up a conversation right now unless we take like five shots right now. That's not good. And when you take a step back from not drinking for a little bit, I think that's when you realize how much you used to drink, and how much, you used to, how much you used to depend on alcohol to have a good time. Really, the only way to grow out of this is to start doing things that don't involve alcohol all the time or like make it a challenge when you go out to not drink. Like, Can you go out and have fun and not drink? And I'm so thankful for the girls that I'm surrounded around right now because I feel like we all went through this phase together of realizing that we don't want to drink 
our weekends away and when we're together spending our time taking a million shots, we really are trying to have more real conversations and real discussions. And we try not to depend on one another, but we're there for each other. And there's a difference, which is really rare to find a group of girls like that or a group of friends like that. So when you do find people like that, you need to hold on to them. So when it comes to the couple depending, the friend depending, you should pretty much be able to go to any event by yourself and meet up with your friends there. You shouldn't have to feel like me and you have to walk in together. There's no way I'm going unless me and you literally are glued to the hip the entire time. Or are you catching yourself when you're out getting mad your friend is walking away from you or leaving you? This is a little different when it comes to your boyfriend or girlfriend because obviously like you're there together and you guys really shouldn't be like running off from each other. Like obviously like do your own thing when you're like having fun, but you know what I mean? But when you realize like there's no way that I could go out at all unless I have my significant other or my friend with me, that's a social anxiety problem. You should be able to feel just as confident going into any social event, whether you are by yourself or with people. Challenge yourself next time that you have plans. Go there by yourself. And it's going to feel awkward at first. Who are you going to go up to first? Who you, like Who's going to come up to you first? But that's going to be easier. Then after that, you can do it all the time. Like You're going to gain confidence because you're probably going to walk in and it nothing's going to be different. Go make new friends. Go talk to new people. Force yourself to walk around and you go up and approach someone. That builds confidence. That shows people that you feel that powerful about yourself. And that also grows independency. So another social anxiety problem that I have definitely noticed is like canceling plans. So I'm pretty guilty of this sometimes. Like I'm become so obsessed with being alone that I'll just be like, oh, I'm not going or I'm not doing anything. And I don't know if it, if it's an actual social anxiety problem or I just really rather just be alone. I don't feel like doing anything, but I like love being alone a lot. And sometimes I think I'm like, I'd much rather sit here at my house than go do something and talk to all those people. And that's okay to like want to be alone. But if you find yourself canceling plans every time because you have this huge fear of going out that's not good for example say you have this really great opportunity like an interview say you have an interview with like this really really important business person but you canceled it you didn't go because you had so much fear why would you do that to yourself because once you get there and get over that five seven minutes of fear you're there you're already there so push through it be confident and then it's over with. You did it. You're going to be proud of yourself for making yourself go do it. This also goes for dating. You're going to get that intense social anxiety before going on that date because you don't want anyone to know anything about you. You're just scared to go talk to someone and do something new. So you end up canceling it. And to me, that's like, no, you shouldn't do that because you deserve to go on that date. You deserve to go get cute for someone. Like, and then once you do it, you can go on dates all the time or you can keep dating this person. And it's all about pushing yourself, getting past that barrier, that one thing that you're afraid of out of all the many things. There's one specific thing then you're like, it like breaks ice and you're just like, I'm fine. Once you get to that sense of peace and calmness, everything else goes away. So when you feel yourself getting this 
sense of social anxiety. You feel it coming up. You feel it sparking. The number one thing I think that you should ask yourself is, why am I anxious for this? And it kind of ties into what I was just saying. Like, what is that one thing that you're so nervous about? What really is it? What's the worst that could happen? And you should tell yourself why it's easier to face that and why you should really do it. This has a lot to do with, you know, past issues that you've had. You're scared of doing something that could be really good for you or be bad for you because of past experiences. And that's normal. But what, you're just going to keep yourself down at that low standard for the rest of your life? No. No, 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 not here. So something that my life coach had taught me this past year that I have tried to think about every single day, and I think it's kind of changed my life, and it's very simple, and it is thinking about this. There's a past, there's a current, the present, and the future. The past is your depression, your sad moments. The future is your anxiety, and the current is right now, your current form of happiness, your current form of positivity. So when you think about it, when you're starting to get sad, you're like, you know what? Nope, that's in the past. I don't need to think about that anymore. That's not me. I've learned from that. I've grown from that. The future, social anxiety, what's going to happen when I go to this event? What's going to happen when I go on this date? You're thinking about all of these future things, these future scenarios that may or may not happen and they might not be bad and even if they are like who literally cares that guy isn't supposed to be your boyfriend that interviewer isn't supposed to be your boss if it doesn't work out everything happens for a reason everything has a reasoning every moment is happening in your current life for a certain reason so what you should focus on is the present the current you and this guy are talking about to go on this date because he thinks that you're cute and he likes your personality clearly You were invited to that event or to that social gathering because people like you and they want your presence to be there. When you think about those three things and you just kind of break it down to how simple it really is, nothing else really matters. Yeah, nothing else really matters. (laughs) I feel like I covered all of the topics that I really wanted to get into. I hope that this all like made sense. Sometimes in my head, there's so much that I want to talk about. I just keep going and going. And I was writing down all these things that I really want to cover for this podcast. So I just kept talking until I made sure I covered everything. And I'm not a therapist or a doctor, but I do want to give my insight on the ways that I feel and what I've personally experienced and in hopes that it just connects with someone or relates to someone and makes you feel comfortable knowing that you're not the only one that feels this way. There's no way that you're the only one that feels this way. I promise. So I hope that you feel better. Ooh, one more thing that I really, really, really just have to toss in there before I end this podcast. One supplement that I take that I think has helped with my everyday anxiety and social anxiety is ashwagandha. And if you know me, I literally love ashwagandha more than anything in the world I just do I've been taking it for a few years now and it's all natural it's really good you can get it in tea form you can get it in a gummy you can get it in a pill I specifically like ashwagandha the most because it's a natural stress reliever ashwagandha has chemicals in it and it helps like calm the brain calms your anxiety down 
it helps with your immune system as well too. So I will take one of these like before my shifts at work or if I'm about to go to a social event or if I'm going to be around people and I'm like not in the mood to really be around people. It just kind of like gives you this like little mm, like boost of energy and like but like not energy like caffeine like it gives you this like spunk like you're just like all your worries go away and you're just like cool and you're in a good mood and it's so great calms you down it helps whenever you're like trying to go to sleep too because you're just like relaxed I love it so much so one of my favorite ashwagandha supplements that I take is from the Lemmy brand by Queen Kourtney Kardashian I love her like so much and her supplements and all of her vitamins and the new Lemmy products that she just came out with are all just so good. I really love all of them. I've been taking the Lemmy Chill for the past like month now and it's amazing. I feel like I just like a sense of relief after I take it. It has ashwagandha in it and passion flower. I do have a link that you guys could use to go get that. I'll put it down in the description below. And again, it is called the Lemmy Chill. All right. Well, I have talked for a lot longer than I was planning to. <laughs> Oops. I hope that you related to something in this podcast. And if you have any questions about anything or need some more advice, or there's a specific situation you feel like you're trying to break out of, just DM me and we can have a little chitty chat. And hopefully you use my breathing techniques and you go get some ashwagandha and you feel better. We've all been in that situation. We're all going to be confident queens. I'm really enjoying this podcast so far. I got so much good feedback and support after my first episode. And just thank you so much for listening, guys. I appreciate it so much. If you like McKay's Mindspace so far, give it a follow. Turn on the notifications. Thank you so much for listening to McKay's Mindspace. I love you guys so much. Have an amazing day. Get out of the house. Bye, guys.